Welcome to Celestial Insights, a weekly podcast that brings the stars down to earth. I'm your host, astrologer, coach, and intuitive Celeste Brooks. My purpose is to provide practical, unique, and insightful guidance to help you navigate the energies of the week like a boss. Hello, this is Celeste of Astrology by Celeste, and on this episode, I will discuss the astrology for the week of January 15th, 2023. You are invited to a Setting Intentions with the Aquarius New Moon Workshop this Thursday, January 19th at 5 p.m. Pacific Time. These workshops are taught live on Zoom. They're interactive. You can ask questions. You get to see the charts. And certain participants will have an opportunity for my hot take on their natal chart and how this new moon is interacting with their chart and things that may show up as well as anything else that I see. You'll get a deep dive into the astrology of the new moon and how it may show up in the collective as well as your personal life. You'll get guidance on intention setting rituals and insight on all of the different phases of the moon so that you can work through it throughout the month. And we'll also talk about any current events that are related to the transits at the time. And you'll learn more about reading charts. It's great for astrologers of any level, whether you're just interested beginner or an astrology enthusiast, maybe even professional. Yeah, come join for an interactive discussion with other spiritual seekers where there's a lot of community building. I love doing these things. So go to the link in the show notes or my website, astrologybyceleste.com, and it'll be on the events page. You can either get one workshop or buy a pack of four for a discount. The theme of this week is penetrating vision. And there are three big things I want you to think about. The first is that Mercury stations direct at 8 Capricorn on Wednesday. And 8 Capricorn is on a fixed star called Fosses, and it's the star of penetrating vision. It's associated with a lot of, of violent imagery traditionally, there can be people who have who have this star in their chart with warlike skill who can be fierce and cruel and like just go after anything they want regardless of other people's concerns it also is related to danger to the eyes accidents and violent death so really be conscientious about your eyes this week in terms of if you're working with power tools or in a laboratory or even, you know, anywhere where you're like, oh, I don't need my safety glasses. Put your safety glasses on. Yeah. In horary, which is one of the techniques that I specialize in, it's the astrology of burning questions, where a person asks a question and I cast a chart and the chart explains the situation, what most recently happened, what will likely happen next. It gives incredible guidance. If someone's represented by a planet that's on Fosses and you don't, you haven't met them yet, like say it's a a job where you're going to have a new boss and you're getting ready to go interview and you, you have a question about it. Yeah. 
the person wears glasses potentially or has defective eyesight if their signifying planet is on Fosse's. Now, it can also be about, you know, just having a really penetrating vision. It doesn't have to be unfortunate. It can give someone the ability to express themselves well through publishing or producing something. It can also give like an intense and probing nature. Astrology King has a great write-up on it. It's astrologyking.com. Really great write-ups on all of the fixed stars. So yeah, it can give people, especially Mercury on this fixed star, can give you some really great energy to focus on what you're working on and what you're planning to bring forward and what you give you the ability to, you know, I think feel like separate the wheat from the chaff by really concentrating on what you're doing. It's really interesting because Mercury is stationing in a King Hunks to the planet Mars at eight degrees of Gemini. And when there's a King Kunks, there's two planets that have nothing in common in terms of their sign they're in, the element, whether it's fire, earth, air, or water, or the mode, cardinal, mutable, or fixed. So Mercury is in the cardinal sign of Capricorn and Mars is in the mutable sign of Gemini and Mars is at eight degrees, the degree it's stationed at. So they're both at their stationary degrees and they're talking in a King Kongs, which is a tense conversation, which it's irritating. It's something needs adjustment and we've got to release something in order to let it go. So yeah, if you have any planets around eight degrees, this could be or points in your chart, this could be an important aspect for you where in order to move forward or take action, you have to release some thought process or some way of thinking or yeah, a plan requires letting go of something you thought had to happen. So think about that when you see this energy. Now it's also in a yod. A yod is a chart pattern called a finger of God. So Mars is at the apex, Mercury's at the base, and then Mercury is in a sextile with the south node in Scorpio, which is also in a King Kungs to Mars. So something pretty intense, I think, is going to happen around with this yod. A yod is symbolized like the finger of God you've been pointed at. It feels like something, like some faded events are going to take place this week. I think this week could be a little bit, a little bit intense. The second thing I want to make you aware of is that the sun will have its annual conjunction with Pluto on Wednesday, the same day as Mercury stations direct and is in that yod. The yod lasts all week. And the fact that the south node's in, involved in the yod is a little a little concerning because the south node is the cosmic drain. Mars is at the apex of the yod and Pluto is the higher octave of Mars. You know, there's a with Pluto, we're thinking about a lot of intensity potential catastrophe and domination as themes around Pluto. You can listen to the podcast from December 25th of 2022 last year. I did an episode where I went into a deep dive about Pluto and its symbology. 
So the sun puts a spotlight on things and Pluto really breaks things down. It rules death and rebirth. And this uh, 28 degree Capricorn is the exaltation degree of Mars. So where it's really, really strong. And I don't know, the first thing I thought when I saw this was about a potential assassination of a world leader. And I was kind of hoping it would be Putin, but we shall see with the combination with what's going on with Fasces. And it just felt like in the South Node in Scorpio, like a sniper attack kind of energy that would be happening, you know, this week, maybe on, on Wednesday. But if not Putin, then let's hope it's no one who's doing good in the world. Or it may just be about like big power struggles. One of the things I thought that was coming up with, because the United States Uranus is at eight Gemini, where it will be this apex of the yod. I thought it might be having something to do with the strike resuming the rail strike. It just seemed like so in the symbology. We'll see if that happens. I hope not because that would be financially very difficult for the United States and around the world. It would have impacts if it lasted for a long time. Sun Pluto's often common things about like volcano eruptions or earthquakes. So natural disasters are something that we'll probably see some kind of natural disaster somewhere in the world with this. But in the United States, Biden's chart is very, very activated. So that was another reason I thought it could be something around the strike because his Saturn is on the Uranus of the United States and he signed a law to stop the strike. So we'll see what happens with this, but it's going to be likely an intense week and that Sun-Pluto energy can come in a couple days before and last a couple of days after. And as I said, the Yod lasts all week. So it can be a lot of intensity So watch out for power struggles, but when the sun meets Pluto, Pluto will go through the heart of the sun and it's kind of like, well, it's an outer planet. So we don't really talk much about it being Kazemi, but the sun and Pluto will start a new cycle. And the last cycle was, you know, had a lot to do with the war in Ukraine. So yeah, we'll see what happens with this, but I will be letting you know. The last thing I want to make you aware of is that the sun will enter the fixed air sign of Aquarius on Friday, and then there'll be a new moon in Aquarius on Saturday. So Aquarius is the water bearer. So it's an air sign, but it's symbolized by the water bearer, which, but the water is the water of knowledge. Aquarius energy is very futuristic, forward thinking. There are a lot of brilliant people who have Aquarius signatures in their chart. It also rules over the collective. It has an imagery of brotherhood. So traditionally, Saturn rules both Capricorn and Aquarius. But Saturn is about keeping the traditions of what came before, whereas Aquarius is about taking a look at those traditions and making them better and changing them for the better. The modern ruler of Aquarius is Uranus, which you can think about. Uranus also has, it's like the change maker. It's a revolutionary. It's scientific innovations and brilliance and things like that. 
It's also about freedom and equality. We can think about, well, mostly freedom with Aquarius, but I think it was Richard Charnas who wrote about how Aquarius was really like the Prometheus myth and Prometheus brought God's fire from the gods to man and was punished forever for it. So you can think about that symbology. It's a sign of our hopes and our dreams. So really a great time with the Aquarius season to think about your bigger vision, your goals, take a step back, be the observer, have a higher view of things. Yeah, that's a great thing to do. Now, Aquarius is a sign of extremes. People who have strong Aquarius signatures can be all about, can be extremely friendly and really humanitarian and involved in causes that are trying to make the world a better place on one side. And on another side, they can be just a rebel without a cause, someone who just breaks things just to break them. Yeah, or somewhere in between those two. There also can be feelings of exile or being an outsider with this energy. So those are all things to to think about with Aquarius. On Sunday, the word of the day is passion. One of the first aspects of the day is the moon will square Pluto. So the moon will be in Libra and square Pluto in Capricorn. There can be a lot of passion or intensity in relationships. So there's a lot of aspects that are going on on this day. And the moon enters the fixed watery sign of Scorpio at 4.08 a.m. Pacific time. Scorpio is deep waters. And with the sun in Capricorn and the moon in Scorpio, this is an amazing time for strategic planning over the next couple of days. But watch out for power struggles. Yeah, use your passion to be purposeful and to, you know, make love, not war would be my suggestion with this energy. On Monday, the word of the day is adjustments. So I really want you to think about how you can be flexible because the moon is making a lot of conversations. So there can be a little bit of a lot of tension today. It can be a very intense day with the moon in Scorpio, which will oppose Uranus. So there can be something that someone does or a situation comes up that's very unexpected. Remember, we don't break down, we break through. And the moon will square Venus as well. So moon in in Scorpio squaring Venus and Aquarius, two fixed signs. There can be like in a relationship, there can be a lot of intensity. So like you're at work and there's something that happens and comes up and people just potentially using this on the shadow side could just start blaming each other about whose fault it is rather than trying to find a solution. And this is the day that Mercury at eight degrees of Capricorn will be in a King Kunks with Mars at eight degrees of Gemini. So air and earth have nothing in common in terms of element. So like rather than you know, fighting words, which can be Mars and Gemini, keep in mind that let's be strategic and plan with Mercury in 
Capricorn. It's much easier to go to Mars than Mercury, and it's easy to project the Mars energy onto someone else rather than accept your part in the conflict. So keep that in mind. There are a lot of quintiles, which are grace notes on this day, which like you can integrate different energies well. So take a breath and find a solution would be my advice so that there's not a lot of hurt feelings at the end of the day, the moon will square Saturn, which can make people feel alone or separate. I see this a lot, like a lot of work problems, people having conflict in meetings at work is possible. You know, remember that Mercury's on that fixed star poor eyesight. So try to put on your x-ray glasses and look beneath the surface. On Tuesday, the word of the day is bending. I'm really getting the image of someone pulling back their bow of the bow and arrow in order to get ready to, you know, take an aim and fire. The moon will enter the sign of Sagittarius at 9.32 a.m. Pacific time. I love Sagittarius energy. It's fiery. It's fun. It's feisty. It's optimistic. When the moon goes from Scorpio deep waters where people can really feel like a very intense or sometimes gloomy into Sagittarius where there's this uplift of energy, it can be a really nice change. Now, shadow sides of Sagittarius are being know-it-all or having a domineering approach to what you're saying, like that bloviating sort of thing. So think about how you can respect other people's opinions and bend when necessary to have a sense of harmony. Yeah, that would be a great thing to do on this day. On Wednesday, the word of the day is rebirth. The balsamic moon phase starts at 13 Sagittarius at 7.55 a.m. Pacific time. The balsamic phase is the last phase of the moon where she loses the rest of her light before, you know, essentially dying and being reborn as a new moon. On this day, the sun will meet Pluto. So there may be a lot of a lot of intensity on this day, as well as Mercury stationing direct. I expect we're going to have some big news about things, if not this day, before this day, this week. So be aware of that. Things in the collective will be coming up and there may be some, some tough stuff that we have to deal with. But in your own life, think about, you know, refreshing this cycle. What do you want to let go of and leave behind and shed before the new moon in Aquarius. On Thursday, the word of the day is serendipity. When luck meets opportunity, you know, great things can happen. The moon enters the sign of Capricorn at 11, 11 a.m. Pacific time. I love 11, 11. I see it all the time on clocks. It's one of the angel numbers that suggests that you are moving to be in aligned with your purpose and in the universe. It's an auspicious sign. And I know that my mother who's passed on is with me when I see it, wherever I see it, whether it's on a clock or like seeing it on my piece of paper right now, showing me that that's when the new moon is. So stay open for signs and signals 
this day. I think there could be some amazing things coming through to you. On Friday, the word of the day is perspective. The sun enters Aquarius at 12.29 a.m. Pacific time. Think about how you can take a higher view, take a step back, and consider other people's perspectives. Yeah, try not to get too fixed in your opinions, especially since we're going to have that aspect from Monday again today, where Mercury is King Kong's Mars. Mercury in Capricorn, King Kong's Mars in Gemini. On Monday, Mercury was retrograde. Now, Friday, Mercury's direct. Yeah, stuff is going to happen this week that will be really interesting. I will be discussing on the Instagram Live on Sunday. And yeah, I'll I'll bring back any highlights to the podcast as well. So that Yod is all week. And the South Node in Scorpio is also involved, which is you know, the the South Node now is at 9 or 10 degrees of Scorpio, and it is the release point. It's um the cosmic vacuum. Like, the South Node can suck things out of your life, so don't get into any, like, big conflict unless it's really important because, yeah, there can be, I just feel like there can be, like, the adjustment needed can be to your detriment with what's going on with this. So keep that in mind. On Saturday, the word of the day is beginnings. The moon enters Aquarius at 1028 a.m. Pacific time, and the new moon is at 1253 p.m. Pacific time at one degrees of Aquarius. A new moon is always a time for new beginnings. Now, mind you, this new moon has Venus conjunct Saturn. Venus, the planet of love, beauty, and harmony, conjunct Saturn, the planet of longevity and commitment. Some people may be getting proposed to coming up over the next couple of days, or it's really important to think about building the love so that you don't feel isolated or alone in relationship or feeling like you don't have any love in your relationship. So I would say, you know, try to, if there has been any conflict over this week, because it was so intense, how can you have a new beginning and move forward? Now, I hope you'll join me at the workshop on Thursday. I would love to see you there and meet you in person. But if not, I'll see you next week. That's it for this week's episode. Feel free to email me at Celeste at astrologybyceleste.com with any astrology and action stories or letting me know how things are playing out for you. Take care and I'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to Celestial Insights. To learn more about my work, please visit my website, astrologybyceleste.com, where I offer personal readings, horary consultations, cosmic coaching, group events, and classes to help guide people to higher levels of fulfillment. You can also find me on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Facebook at Astrology by Celeste. If you enjoyed Celestial Insights, please help others find the show. Follow, rate it five stars, or write a nice review. I would so appreciate it. I'm astrologer, coach, and intuitive Celeste Brooks, and I'll be back next week.